All right, this is the Psychotic Strength Podcast. Uh, this is Tyler Toby Townsend. I'm Brandon. And Crystal Wink. Nice. Yeah, we got Crystal in the house today. Um, this should be absolutely fantastic. We had this planned out. Uh, we've talked about it quite a bit. This is going to be um, mostly about childhood trauma, how it kind of works its way into your life as an adult, and uh, she can explain a lot more of that. Um, first thing we're going to do is gym update, which is garbage for me. I don't know if you guys... Do you gym? No. No one gyms? <laughs> no. I don't even know a gym at this no point. Gym, no gym update here. Well, we can skip past that anyways. Um, John's on his way here. How about, did you, did you eat a lot for Thanksgiving? I mean, are you going to have to go to the gym now with all the food? I mean, I have to go to the gym anyways. I'm just getting <laughs> fat. I'm back up to like 285. In like two months, I put on that amount of weight. Oh. Just from this not sleeping and being irritated and all this fucking mixture of all my antidepressants and not taking them and yeah i think i'm up to like 215 now i should be around the one the 185 mark and i'm up to about 215 i'm I'm getting back there i asked my nurse when i was in there the other day like who the fuck made that little index over there i don't know who made that but that's some bullshit (laughs) i'm like five eight now i think i told you i lost two inches since high school and uh i'm five eight and it says i'm supposed to be like 160 what you dude yeah like that's one of my legs i'm good you know Uh -uh. oh that's incredible that's that's terrible man it's incredible and terrible i like it it's horrible um so let's hit this real quick um so crystal's your wife yeah um and we're kind of going to get into we're gonna hit crystal first right not physically (laughs) we're we're gonna throw this over to crystal um and just kind of uh who are you um, what kind of makes you who you are? Uh, talk about your family a little bit, um, and then uh, what you do, and we'll move on from there. Okay, cool. Um, so, who am I? It's a loaded question. Um, I think like the topic today has a lot to do with who I am, um, my past experiences, and um, you know the the bad things that I've experienced, and also the good things I've experienced. It's also led me to. Um, like my passion in uh, following a career in social work. Um, So I'm passionate about working with people who are experiencing homelessness or like youth. Um, So because of my past experiences, so, um, and yeah, so right now I'm waiting to start school again in January. Um, I'm going back to school to get my master's so that I can reach my long-term career goal of becoming a mental health counselor. Um, who I, you know, aspire to um, be uh, trained in, like, trauma therapy uh, to help people with trauma. Um, And so I'm just working towards that goal. I uh, have, we have three kids together. We have, I have a 12-year-old stepson um, who's taught me a lot. Um, The step-parent role is, like, really awesome. Lots of learning. Being the step-kid. Yeah, I get it. You were in for it when you got there. You know, yeah. I mean, there's yeah. nothing anyone hates more than than being invaded, and right. that's always how it felt. Yeah, you know, and like I, oh yeah, because yeah. you were you were stepkid, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I was kind of right. So my dad married someone else, but we didn't really live together. And but uh, my mom, single mother, so she would date. Yeah. Right. So when, then, anytime anyone came into the house, I'm like, let's see how terrible I can make this guy's life. Right. You yeah. Know? So you instantly have a thing. Yeah. Against him. Yeah. yeah. I feel you. I I was like that too. I had some step parents throughout the years. Um, they I was pretty easy on them. I feel like though, um, 
kind of maybe not the <laughs> not the later years when I was like um, late adolescence or young adult but yeah step parents are hard but Mason has been wonderful with me um, he's taught me a lot and then we have the two little girls um, who also are just you know going through the birth process and like being a parent of babies I don't I didn't have a lot of experience with little kids so I'm learning so much with the mother role and we've talked about this birth is not so bad yeah I mean it's, it's super absolutely easy, easy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you had two no you chose to have that second one so I, I'm figuring you're yeah, fine yeah it's not a big deal. Yeah, well, it's, it's it's definitely no worse than that cold I had last week. I'll take you. Yeah, that, I, I saw that cold. <laughs> it yeah. looked really bad. Yeah, yeah. For Women. anybody, before you get all up in arms, I'm just kidding. Yes, we're kidding. <laughs> Very kidding. Yes, we know this. Women were designed for birth, and right. men were just not. Yeah. So yeah, that's just the way. That's the way it is. <laughs> birth is rough. Um, and then what was the last question? Um, there was something else. Uh, oh, what I'm so currently I just got a job a few weeks ago um, working in a group home with youth who are um, foster youth. So they're like currently waiting for placement. They're like living there until they find out if they're going to go with foster parents or be adopted or um, or age out of the program. And so that's been really awesome. I love the job so much so far. Um, I'm only working on weekends, so that's that's been great because a lot of times, like jobs in this field, you can burn out really quickly because it is just really hard work. It's mentally draining, oh, yeah. exhausting. Um, we're working with people who have significant trauma histories, like off the charts trauma histories. So, um, but I, that's my passion. So it's something that I love to do, but it's so hard, you know. Right. Um, but using like my own trauma history and like. The things I've learned from that to understand, because I think I can understand where people are coming from sometimes better. Um, I can understand like challenging behaviors if somebody's coming at me, you know, uh, and hostile or whatever, and they're and they're doing things that are like perceived by others as um, like bad behaviors or, you know, you don't. I don't look at them as they're inherently bad. Like a trauma-informed lens, you would say okay, they're challenging behaviors, you're viewing them as coping strategies. Like you were talking about earlier, right. bullying was like a coping strategy for you. Right. So people may look at that behavior and be like, okay, you're in a real a-hole, you know, you're a bully, blah, blah, but they didn't know like what's motivating that behavior. And right. that's a trauma-informed lens, like having empathy for you. And we had, we had said before too, I mean, I think that anything that is kind of perceived as maybe from some people who are uninformed, as negative behavior are, are a lot of the times are just ways for people to either try and fit in or try not mm -hmm. to be hurt again yeah. in the same in that either specific uh, trauma that they that they've uh, been through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I think too uh, part of it is is just not understanding the actual behavior itself and what's what's causing that. You know, right. so when you're looking at it, uh, uh, behavior that really drives you nuts. I have I have to do that. Just I mean, just in general. You work in sales. I mean, you have to you have to see through certain behaviors in people and understand like why they want a specific house or right. you know something like that. And, and something that might seem odd or weird to you might have a perfectly good reason, you know, based on somebody's past or, or uh, some actions that had affected the way that they think or or how they they want things. You know, I think I think that's also that's a very good point. But it's also it's hard because. I can understand quite a bit of traumas and stuff like that and 
like I'm very big I have ADHD crazy bad right so when I see a kid dealing with that and everybody's just like this kid's so annoying I'm like give him a minute you know like like just redirect him or like I'm always trying to fight for this kid even though sometimes I'm just like dude shut up you know <laughs> it's, just, right. it's so bad but but uh, the hard part like, like you're saying with sales is trying to understand enough of each thing to where I can understand maybe they're acting this way for this reason not just being a dick you know right but some people are just dicks yeah. some know? people I mean, are just dicks you know I mean you just deal with Karens all wait, the time so <laughs> so is that is them being dickheads most of the time just somehow related to some sort of trauma Honest, well, I don't know. It's really hard to say. I, like a trauma-informed perspective, would say like that most people are walking around with a lot of trauma. Like yeah. that's the trauma theory um, that many of us, you know, a lot of us don't know what. Like we're not, we don't recognize maybe that we're walking around with like trauma experiences right. until it's brought to your attention. Like right. even I, like I'm in, like I'm into the mental health stuff. Like I've been in school. I've done the psychology courses, sociology. You know, all the like social sciences, the human behavior, and even I, until maybe three or four years ago, didn't realize that like a lot of my issues are coming from my trauma history. Right. I took this quiz and I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, well, and we'll talk about the questionnaire, but I was like, I have a lot of these on here. And then not only, this is just childhood trauma. This is just trauma that happened within your home, like within, with your caregivers. It's not even just trauma outside of that as right. an adult. So like this trauma can cause you to have behaviors that leads to other trauma, such as addiction um, and having experiences that are traumatic while you're addicted to drugs and you're out there doing things you would never usually do. Right. Or um, becoming homeless or, uh, you know, getting into like being sexually promiscuous and getting into situations that you wouldn't have been in if you hadn't been led there by this stuff that isn't resolved if that makes sense right so it is it is also really hard to to kind of i view empathy um and it sounds it's going to sound terrible but i view empathy as almost a weakness and the only reason i do is just because i feel like as a human being i know there's some shit people are going through but if you're not choosing to deal with it and figure out how to do it, and you're just taking it out on everybody else, yeah. I feel like that's kind of your shit, yeah. you know? Like, and I do feel bad for you because maybe you did, but if you weren't treating me like an asshole right now, right. maybe I'd care a little more. I hear you, yeah. So it, it's a very hard balance to find. That, that's right. funny because I, I feel like, and we have a lot of discussions over, um, I think that, that circulate a lot around that exact mentality because for me, I'm looking at everything through through the lens of Brandon, right? right. And, and just like you said, well, I don't really care. Everybody's dealing with something. They need to figure it out, right? right? And it's just like, you get to a point where it's like, F that guy, he's got to figure it out. Right. That's the point. I don't know how many times somebody's probably looked at me and said, F that guy, he's got to figure oh, it I out. I get a lot of I that. know that I've been, I've been on both sides <laughs> of that. But it's, I don't know if it's just a, like you said, if it's a lack of empathy uh, or, or just an, a level of understanding that I don't, Tolerance. Either I don't I don't desire to, to reach or I'm just not mentally uh, available to think, get there. I think that's a great word for it is tolerance. Tolerance, right. yeah. Because if good. I meet somebody, I don't care who you are, I'm going to give you a certain level of respect and empathy comes with that, right? right? But if you start being a dick, in, and I'm never going to like judge you off the first little bit, right? Granted, I'll walk into a room and look at someone's face and be like, that, fuck that guy. Right? Like, I don't know why, but fuck that guy. Punch you and I don't know yeah, why. just your stupid face. I just want to fix it. Uh, no, but but honestly, I'll always give that, that little bit first, right? But if you just want to be a dick 
and I'll kind of push into maybe like trying to trying to redirect that, right? And if you want to keep going, you know what? I don't have to deal with your bullshit. I can just go talk to somebody else. I'm pretty fucking awesome, you know? Like, I don't need your bullshit. So, real quick, John's here. I am. I'm yes, he is. He snuck late. in <laughs> with his wild and watermelon. Quiet. <laughs> and you're going to take the questionnaire I haven't even read yet with us. It's childhood trauma. Okay. You don't actually have to do it if you don't want to. Right? Yeah, I'll do like it. totally trauma informed. Yeah. It's pretty cool stuff. It, it's yeah. very, um, very personal. Yeah. So I don't give a shit, but you might. So we'll see. Um, I'm an open book. <laughs> you're an open book. Yeah. Jeez. All right. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Childhood trauma. Where where do we start? What do we do? I mean, I know that I've heard at least. I keep saying I know, but I've heard that um, most of your trauma happens like before age twelve, and then you just develop off of that, either creating new ones. But most of your tendencies are created before then. Yeah, it actually alters the brain. So like, was it uh, say that on this page? Yeah. So this is a little visual. Um, like, let's see here right here like the the three circles here okay so a traumatized brain is bottom heavy and what that means is like the amygdala here is what becomes like overactivated and the amygdala is like the emotional response in your brain so like that's your uh fight or flight or freeze part so like if something comes at you like you're in survival mode with the amygdala like you're always trying to survive you perceive situations as like potential threats more than you should Right. Um, and that's from trauma. So it actually makes that part of your brain overactivated. Where, um, like, the prefrontal cortex is the part of your brain that's, like, decision-making, um, you know, being able to think, like, clearly about things. Um, that becomes underactivated. So, like, you're not thinking as straight. So, like, when you get in arguments and stuff, too, and say both of you, um, they call it, like, your lid is flipped. That's when you're, you're triggered. Like, you're, so you're not thinking clearly you're acting with your amygdala on your like with your emotional um center and then uh this part of the brain anterior cingulate cortex um that's your emotion regulation center so like you're you're not able to regulate your emotions as good so like all these things are literally working against you so people with traumatized brains you know or, or like a lot of traumatic experiences their brains are they're fighting their brains especially when they're triggered so it's not as easy as say someone who came who was brought up developmentally healthy who had like all the resources and all the caring nurturing caregivers and who didn't experience these things here um it's not as easy to be able to get out of those like emotional outbursts you know so when you're freaking out and you you feel like you can't you're out of control and you can't calm down that's that's why like your traumatic experiences yeah i had a word yesterday or yesterday the wife and I were arguing again right but um, she said something about oh well then I'll, I'll just be submissive and I've, I've said flipped, that I've said that I have flipped the fuck out I was like how dare you tell me that I'm trying to make you submissive right. like right. I mean because I do play you know that, that's we, we are the we are the same person man. well <laughs> so the thing is like, like okay if we're getting into a little bit of weird stuff sexually I am into that kind of stuff but the biggest thing with me on that part of it and I don't know if this is make you feel weird. Sorry, but okay. but um, is that it's accepted submission? I don't want submission that I'm taking, right? Because that's not the point of this. You know, that's not. Right. I'm not trying to force you into giving me that. Right. I want it given to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. there's a very big difference. So I flipped the fuck out yesterday. I was, I like, I I was like throwing shit. 
Granted, it was a cool with empty container across the room, right? But my dog got it. Don't worry. Um, but it was it was like that. I don't know why that word just made me so fucking mad. Because it was like, I'm just gonna tuck my ears and tuck my tail and just be submissive for you. And I'm right. like, what the fuck, like. Like, the way I grew up, man, I'm you, very you feminist, actually man. explained like, it way better than I ever could. Because it, it it just pisses me off, too. You know, or has, has made me very upset. And, and uh, But I can never figure out how you explained it. Just right there, you explained it really well. Because uh, I, I do yeah. I do appreciate submission, right? But uh, most of the time, honestly, it is sexually. And it's not... It has really nothing to do with... I put I put my wife on a, on a pedestal, right? She's my the queen of the castle. I don't even need to be king. Like, I'm just like, I'll be Lancelot. We can fuck and, like, I'll protect you. But, like, <laughs> you can own the castle. I don't give a shit, you know? Whatever. But but so when, when some, like, submissives or something like that said, it, it, it like, really, right. really bothers me. Because I, I go out of my way to make sure she feels right. even. Right, right. You know? So I've said the same thing, but not, like, um, pertaining to sex. Like, I'd say our submission is more, and, like, I do want to throw out there, um, Submiss- being submissive is a Christ-like attribute and so coming from a genuine place like me talking genuinely and not out of spite I do want to become more submissive with him and with everybody like not and that doesn't mean like vulnerable to where I'm taking advantage of that means that I need to tone it down a notch because I right. can be very dominant and almost more hu- hu- oh, man I'm trying to say it in Spanish humilidad <laughs> so like having um, humility humility Right. It's, it's a I go to church thing. in Spanish. I don't know what to do. All the big words are in Spanish for me. Right. It's, it's a good thing. It's a good trait. Now, when it comes from a place of spite, like I've said it, it means that in that moment, I feel like I just can't, I can't say what is right. And I, and if I am, I'm saying too much, you know, it's setting him off more and I say it out of spite. And then he's, so it comes from more of like a like making him out to be like a woman what would you call it? like a womanizer like uh, like a misogynist like a yeah. like a and, and I don't like he expects me to just bow down and be a submissive woman that's not yeah. what he expects but that's where it hits him when I say that right, I and like I see that when you're with someone long enough you know how to piss him off yeah. you know like <laughs> I, I didn't even know that word would have made me that mad Right. I had no idea. Trigger word. I was like, word. I was, I haven't been that mad in a long time. Like yeah. I was, it was crazy because, like I said, I, I told you before we got on this. I've been having these arguments, which are super weird, mm-hmm. where like she argues both sides of it, and I just yeah. get yelled at from both sides of my voice inside of her voice coming out of her face. Like I don't know what the fuck's going on, <laughs> but like, oh well, I bet you were thinking that. I don't even know anymore. Yeah. I don't know what I'm thinking. I just thinking. want this to stop. <laughs> just leave me alone. Let me cry in a corner. But, yeah, so it's uh, it's definitely weird. But trigger words, yeah, so that that was mine. I didn't... That's the, so think on it. Like, reflect on it. Think on it and, and try to get to the bottom of where it comes from. Some of those you can actually, like, retrace. I've actually been able to do that. It's not that often because I feel like there's a lot more triggers than time to be able to retrace the steps i feel like that shit gets a little too deep yeah podcast, and maybe not you know, like, <laughs> no i mean I, not I right now coming from, I mean, on, like, your, on your own time right. you know if something right. really bugs you on your own time think why did that bug me well it's hard to sometimes take a step back and realize like you're saying that was a trigger word yeah i didn't even think about that yesterday when i got so mad yeah. i just realized like just she pissed me off like i don't know what she was doing but i was fucking mad but thinking of it as a trigger word, I can step back, yeah. look at maybe why it upset me as much as, much as it did. It's just interesting. You because know? the ideal is to not get that upset. 
the ideal is also that she won't say those types of things or that we won't say things like that to hurt each other, right? But you can take like power into your own hands too and think about those things. Like I do it all the time. I mean, I can't change Brandon. I can't make him say things differently. I can't, I have no control over changing him whatsoever, but I do have power over how I react. And if I react like more calmly and I just let that stuff roll off me, then we're not like this. Like I can never change how he responds. Right, but then when's, when's the okay part? When's it, when's it stop? You know what I mean? Like, because I can let stuff roll over my shoulders all right. day. But then when's the point where you need to stand up and be like, that's enough? Right. Well, it's about how you do it, I think. Like, for me personally, I'd rather be assertive than aggressive. Like, I'd rather be like, okay, this, so assertive is like, I don't, I'm not okay with this. Like, how you talk to me right now is not cool. Like, being able to do it like that, because yeah. I'm not like that. I'm like, ah, you know, and I'm coming at him, and that's right. not helping matters. It's making it right. worse. So I know that I, at the end of the day, I have power over how I respond. I don't do it perfectly, but I'm trying every freaking day, every freaking argument to get a little bit better. Right. And that's all I can do. Uh, yeah, that's it. And the thing I like that you said, like you have no power to change him, right? Right. There, we have no power over over other people mm-hmm. to change them emotionally or anything like it. Physically, maybe. I can break <laughs> some faces, I guess. But, <laughs> but I mean, you know, there's... Uh, this is a good point, you know. Yeah. All you can do is work on yourself, yeah. which is again, I think, brings me back to that empathy thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I don't know why you want me to feel empathy for you if you're not willing to sit back and try and figure some of your shit out, right. you know. And I also kind of hate sometimes when somebody comes up like with this whole, I don't know how it's gonna sound. We're going over trauma and shit, but like the victim mentality, yeah. like coming at me with like. Well, you know, when I was young, I did this, I did this, I did this, and this happened to me, and that did. And I'm like, we've known each other for like a week. Like, I really don't think, like, you need to be telling me all this shit. Right. Like, you need to be telling a therapist this shit, you know? Like, and work through I think it. some of that, too, is, like, people recognize those flaws in themselves, and they try and get out ahead of it, especially when they meet people. Like, it's, it's interesting when you meet somebody who you just barely know, and they, they just air all their shit, right? I don't know. I, you, you, yeah. I know you know people like oh, yeah. that, right? I mean, I, we know the people, people I'm talking about. It, yeah. It's a little And I think that confusing. those people are, like... Are, are are so used to it that they're already making the excuse like yeah. just they're just getting it out there so that that when when that time comes that it's already there you expect know what I'm saying expect this yeah expect yeah, it because because it might be and and who knows or maybe they're just they're just putting it out there for gratification or for sympathy you know some you people know, some people crave that I too. think there's I think there's different things that are okay and are not like when I meet someone new especially if it's if it's a client I'm not going to talk to them like that. But if it's like a lender or somebody I'm meeting professionally, I usually start the, just so you're aware, my, I have severe ADHD, so I'm listening. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look over there and over mm-hmm. here, and every noise is going to call my attention. Or a little movement. <laughs> right, and I'm not even playing on my phone. Sometimes I'm just opening and closing it, like constantly just looking because my brain's not stimulated enough. But that helps me concentrate, right. you know? So, so sometimes I'll come out and just be honest with them like that because... I can see some people who don't understand that kind of stuff get really annoyed. Yeah. When I'm like looking around. Well, that's an appropriate. Yeah. I think that that's an appropriate time to disclose some information Absolutely. like that, right? But right. you're not going to sit there and tell them that yeah. you know that you're you're. Yeah, like, like, diddled you when you were five, and right. now you now you have right. a severe case of anxiety, and you can't. You know, you're not going to go into this weird. You know, this yeah. whole thing that doesn't pertain to anything. That's, that's, that's the kind on. of shit I, I'm. I bring up where it's like, yeah. right? That's the good point. 
Yeah, that has nothing to do with what we're doing right now. Like, that is super inappropriate. Like, I I mean, I appreciate that you feel comfortable enough to talk to me about that, but, like, yeah, maybe we should at least know each other a little longer. Right. You I don't know, know like, that you overdrew your bank account and you're not going to make yeah. rent this week. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry. That sucks, right. man. Uh, but it's not going to Yeah. Well, uh, which way do you want to handle this next? Which, which direction? Do you um, want to do questionnaires, explain them a little, or do you want to hit the... I know um, we're into this a little bit yeah I can explain like the where the questionnaire comes from so um, these are it's known as the ACEs questionnaire and ACE stands for adverse childhood experiences in other words traumatic experiences Um, so in the mid 1990s there was a a big study done it was called the ACEs study Um, they had 17,000 participants that were um, people who were insured through Kaiser Um, so they gave these people uh, this questionnaire. They came up with the, the CDC and Kaiser Permanente came up with this questionnaire and they gave those 17,000 people um, these questionnaires and then asked them about their current health status and like their behaviors. So what kinds of things they do like probably do you drink, do you smoke, blah blah. Um, and so they found that there was a connection between um, like adverse childhood experiences and having quite a few of them uh, a connection to like more adverse health effects like so on that though uh sorry i don't mean to cut you off but uh on that is there certain things like i'm assuming like like uh like if you were maybe touched as a child right Mm -hmm. you might be might tend to be a little more sexually active later like is there certain things that would like make you more more maybe closer to be an addict or do these questions pertain to like certain subjects of trauma? Um, that's a really good question, and I I really can't answer that. But what I've learned just in different things that like basically any of this trauma can um, cause you to do any certain behavior. But I I would say that maybe there are specific ones that would lead to like if you are sexually abused that may lead to sexual promiscuity. Maybe it's more like. Or being an abuser later on in life. Right. Yeah. Maybe you're at greater yeah. risk, but like, um, but I, I did just recently uh, learn that like any of the trauma, even non-sexual, can lead to um, like sexual, risky sexual behaviors and stuff. So um, I don't think there necessarily has to be a direct link. But they're probably yeah. They're so probably the more you have, the more likely you are to have the, the worst ones. Or so it says, um, like if you have an ACE score of four, uh, your um, chance of having like lung disease, hepatitis, depression, and your chance of suicide increase dramatically, like a lot. Ouch. So if you have over four, <laughs> then like you're just increasing your risk more and more and more. And then, like, as for behavioral health, um, drug or alcohol abuse, and sexual promiscuity, and I'm sure there's a whole list of other things, but those were, like, the main things that were listed. Um, Yeah, so, like, depression and anxiety. Uh, Many of us are walking around with depression and anxiety. Where do you think it comes from? Like, I don't think, you know, it didn't just necessarily come without having, like, a motivating factor. And I think a lot of this... um, like this uh, brain thing, you know, when we have these traumatic experiences, um, we have, sometimes we're walking around feeling like um, we're in danger or that things are a threat. Uh, Where did I see it? I was just thinking about this earlier. Um, I was just getting gas. Like, I constantly think danger. Like, um, I'm constantly trying to think of ways to get out of potential threats that come my way. 
So today I was getting gas at the gas station and there was a guy and he was on the other side of the pump and he was kind of looking in my direction and doing his gas. And I just, the way I felt, I was like, he's looking at me and I have my back to him because I'm putting, you know, holding the gas, um, the pump into my tank. And I just felt the need to like turn sideways and constantly look at him. So like somebody who grew up healthy and developed healthily may not look at this guy as a potential threat at all. Like they may keep their back to him and just go about their day and not be on edge and not be anxious and not be nervous. But I was like, felt the need to watch him the entire time because I'm, I'm visualizing him coming up behind me, attacking me and me having to figure out how to, like, I'm actually like, what would I do? Would I pour gas on him? Would I whip it out, pour gas on him? And then like, you know, so I was literally thinking of my plan if he were to attack me. And I'm doing that. Scenarios and all that. It's yeah, really, it's I'm really interesting that. being uh, being married because uh, I sometimes it'll get frustrating, right? Like for me because, uh, like, just take like I'm an I'm a I'm an optimist by nature, right? And I, I tend to see the the good. I I, I tend to have more rose colored glass. I see the world through a, a little bit brighter lens. I, is that fair to say? Yeah, I, we've talked about it. Uh, yeah. And and uh, but we'll have these things will come up and I'll be like, are you effing kidding me? You know, like, are, like, are you serious right now? There's no way this is going to happen. Like, just, just, you know, for the sake of discussion, it'd yeah, be like, just, just pump your gas and get the car. You're, you're being paranoid, right? You know, and, and I have to, I have to sit back and think, and there's a lot of times where I sit back and I'm like, you know, she's probably right. Like, I probably should be a little bit more aware about what's going on around me. But I, I'm also a pretty ugly dude. I don't worry about some other dude like snatching me up and trying to stuff me in his van. <laughs> yeah, I'm you know? heavy fuck, dude. You're not, I'll just let Noodle you. Good luck. <laughs> you know, but but uh, genuinely, like I, I I probably I feel like I don't have as much to worry about. You know, right, and, as a and, person, uh, yeah. But we go through and we do this like with the kids and stuff too. There's always this this constant fear at like the grocery store or, or going to Walmart and, and just being super yeah, super yeah. terrified or even right down to buckling the kids into the cart, right? Like, I just put the kids in the, little, in, the, in the little seat in the shopping cart and push them around, and we have fun, and she's like, are they buckled in? I'm like, they don't need to I'm be buckled a safety in. Nerd. I'm like, <laughs> okay. we're pushing the cart right here. The kids right. aren't going to jump out of the cart. But then what will end up happening is, is you know, halfway through the grocery store, I'll push the cart to the side, I'll go grab a box of macaroni off the shelf, and I turn around, and the kid's standing, you know, he's walking, she's walking along the edge of the cart, and he's about yeah. ready to fall out. And I'm like, oh, man, she's if right. If I put the kid in, I don't have to focus as much, you right. know? Like, it's taking a job away from my brain, and I'm, like, I'm less anxious. Well, so I'm, I'm a little bit um, on the man version of, of your thing, right? Because I, I always hate the version of... I hate that women have to be constantly concerned, yeah. you know? I understand, and it sucks because physically you are slightly weaker, um, and if someone's going to sexually or physically assault someone, it's probably going to be a dude on a woman, right? That's what's going to happen. It's most likely. And so I do this thing that actually my wife hates. Uh, I, I, she calls it my little bulldog thing, where I literally just circle constantly and I do the same thing you do but I'm waiting for it to happen like I'm excited right. you know what I yeah. mean like I'm super stoked you're pumped yeah like we go to the we go to the, the aquarium and if there's six of us I'm constantly counting to six or to five right because I'm the sixth person yeah. so I'm like one two three four five okay and I'll look over and I'm like there's a fish I'm like one two three four five and then okay there's another fish and I'm yeah. just they don't get it but I'm constantly circling them like yeah. making sure no one's near them all that shit. Like, if you bump into my kid, you guarantee you're going to that fish tank. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to notice. Because that's all I... I don't even enjoy 
I don't even enjoy the fucking aquarium right. because I'm there just yeah. like bulldogging everybody. It's work. You know? You're working. Right. Yeah. And so it's, I, I understand that feeling of things are constantly going to happen, but yeah. I think just handle it differently, you know, because I, I also hate that like you should feel comfortable with yourself yeah. being able to handle yourself. If you feel that concerned and that scared, I feel like maybe you should do like some jujitsu or some shit. Absolutely. Because yeah. jujitsu to me is like that fallback fighting. You can kill somebody. It doesn't matter what size they are. The bigger they are, the easier it is to fucking kill them. Right. You know? So, like... I've wanted to do, like, self-defense, you know, or, like, I did the, um, the... What is the open carry class? Yeah, she took the, she took the concealed to, carry class. I'm wanting to, like, learn those skills, you know, to uh, feel stronger. On, on that point, I do think that everybody should have the right to carry, especially concealed carry. I completely disagree with that everyone should and my biggest yeah. reason is 80% of people will not pull the trigger yeah there's no fucking way now you just handed that well, gun to there's somebody a lot of people that don't right. they have no clue what they're doing well that you too know. right I yeah. mean so you give them that you get a concealed carry in my, in my book you better be able to fucking take that whole thing apart clean it put it back together before you're walking around that motherfucker there's no way yeah that's step one. Second, if someone's coming after you will you shoot them in the face like will you look someone directly in the eye right. with a death cannon Yes. End their life. Right. Yes, I will. There's plenty of people who can look you right back in the eye and say, absolutely. I, I would have There's no a problem lot with somebody trying to take it. my life. I don't I mean, know, I, yeah. Right. So yeah. so doing that, would you want to have a potential thing that can be turned on you? Well, I would not. When I took the open carry, like, I didn't necessarily have the intention to carry, to actually carry. I wanted to be more informed and, like, learn okay. and be more exposed. And, like, I want to go shoot guns so that I'm not fearful of them. Because at this point, I, I'm not comfortable around them. But I want to be able I to be, want. and I want to be, <laughs> right. And He's I want to be comfortable for you. I want to be able to know how to clean it and have those down. skills, clean a right. gun and operate a gun. And well, and, and the thing is, like too, if, if you were before. in a situation where <laughs> a gun was out and you had the potential to grab this and defend yourself. <laughs> to be able to use it. Like, yeah. you need to be able to know that there's a safety on that. Right. That you have to cock it. You have to, like, put one in the chamber kind of shit, you know? Exactly. Like, like, there is stuff that you should know about that stuff. Yeah. But at the same time... If 80% of the population won't pull the trigger on, some, on another human being, 80% yeah. of the population should not have a fucking gun on them. Yeah, there's Because no if you point a gun at me, if I... It, no one's going to ever know that I pulled a gun on them. They're not. Because if I pulled a gun on you, you're probably dead. I'm not going to sit here and make sure you know I have it. Right. What the fuck's the point of that? You know? like, So if somebody pulls it out and sticks it in your face, they're probably not going to shoot you. Right. Like, that's just my experience so far. I mean, I played that rock, paper, scissors game I don't know how many fucking times. Yeah. And it just doesn't go well. You know, so... Yeah, definitely. That's a good point. You know, I, I, I might push back a little bit on that as far as the, the deterrent aspect of it. You're, I think you're 100% correct in, in, you know, for one, the knowledge and training. You should be you should be knowledgeable. Yeah. You should be trained in how, how the firearm works. Uh, um you know the safety aspect of it uh uh if you have kids in the house you know proper storage never let your right. kids get a hold of it yeah. that kind of stuff uh that's a that's a whole conversation you know like we could do a whole podcast on right. firearm, firearm safety i'm a i'm a huge advocate for second amendment rights the right to carry um but you know a simple deterrent i mean if a guy's walking into my house he's got a knife and i stick my my 45 in his face you know he's going to have the option to put the knife down before I do shoot him, you know I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not just gonna pull it out. Well, and granted, unless you know I mean if I if 
if my family's in immediate danger, then he won't he he won't, won't hear the shot, right? right. But uh, the reality is that if I catch him standing there, she's like, dude, uh, you put the knife down. We're gonna wait for the police to show up. You're you're asked to go to jail. Uh, or I'm going to shoot you if you try to come at me. You know. Now, if he turns around and runs out the door, law prevents me from shooting him. I can't shoot him in the, in the back. You know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, um, you got plenty of yards. <laughs> but the reality is, that, yeah. I mean, the, it's it should act as a deterrent. The idea is to never have to shoot somebody. Well, right? so I, I completely agree with you on that part too. I mean, so it's it goes so back and forth. It's so circumstantial. Right. It's all that other shit. What I'm saying is, like, if someone's gonna pull a gun and put it in your face. Like, just to do it, to, like, assert dominance or to just fucking rock, paper, scissors you. And the only reason I call it rock, paper, scissors is because I had I don't get along with... I don't know if you know what a juggalo is. Like a ICP? Like the ICP, yes. Yeah. 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 So I've always, anytime friends have brought them over, anything like that, it always ends up being a fight. I don't know what the fuck they listen to, and I refuse to listen to it in case I might like it. <laughs> So <laughs> circumstantially turned into a juggalo, right? Just circumstantially, yeah. Just, it was on. What am I gonna do? My face is painted now. I don't know what to do. I don't know what's happening. But uh, I had a juggalo. I came over to a friend's house, and we had actually fought the day before. I came over to a friend's house. He was there, and he came running at me with a bat with fucking cement nails in it. Like I'm talking, like full, it looked like a fucking mace. So yeah, I pulled my gun on him, and I was like, rock paper scissors, bitch, like. <laughs> I'm not letting you take another step. You take one more sweat step, I swear to God, you're going to die because that's... Right. That's not going to accidentally hurt me. That's not yeah. going to just kind of hurt. Those six-inch uh, nails sticking out of that motherfucker, you know what right. I mean? So in that case, I get it. I know what you're saying. But otherwise, if you're pulling a gun on someone, like, if someone has a gun and they're if they're pulling theirs on me... I'm not going to let them know I pulled it on them. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Like, yeah, no the second, the sec- yeah. Yeah. That makes, that makes total sense. How are we on this? Uh, we just <laughs> a little digression. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's the way this goes. But. Yeah. Okay. Childhood trauma. So you explained a little bit. This is by Ace. Yeah. Um, this is where the questionnaire came from. Are we doing it? Yeah. Trigger warning, though. Uh, you know, trigger trigger warning. warning. Like, with some of this stuff, you know, just be mindful that Wait, it... are we on resilience or the other one? Uh, sorry. I have two resilience. There we go. Oh, it can bring up stuff. So okay. resilience is important is to talk second? about, but this is not the quiz. Okay. The so this is the first one. We're going to do this together. All right. All right. Here we go. While you were growing up, during your first 18 years of life... Oh, that's just... That's at the beginning of all questions, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Did a parent or other adult in the household often swear at you, insult you, put you down, or humiliate you? Or act in a way that made you afraid that you might be physically hurt? My mom? No, never. My dad? Yeah, he sucked. He was not fun. How about you? Kind of in the middle. Sorry, you don't have to share specifics. Because it can be hard. It can be harder than you think. Later, this some of the stuff can come out, and you don't realize it. Right, a lot of it kind of sits up top, anyways. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm such a prick. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I guess looking back at it, you know, just thinking when I was younger. I guess I kind of feel like yeah, but yeah. I can't really. Think you, of you know what's funny about this too is I look at this and and you you look at like the generation today, and I was here. You know, I got my ass whooped when I was a kid, and it made me a better person. Like, you know, I mean, I would answer yes to that because I got my ass whooped for being a little prick, you know? <laughs> and, I, and what kept me from not was the fear of 
get my ass whooped. So. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, I feel bad though because I mean, I do think about now, like Tanner, he's like thirteen. I I have explained to him a few times, like, I don't know who you think you are stepping in my face like that because grown men in a kickboxing class fear me. Like, no one will fight me. And you're going to step up and expect to do well? Like, I don't know what the fuck you're thinking, but, you know, like... So does that count as me I making sh- him afraid so that I'll I physically should, hurt him? That's what I was going to say is, like, hmm. you know, like, spanking and stuff like that is a parenting method that some use, some don't. But this is, like, you know... Well, I feel like that's me to- telling him, I will beat your ass. Because <laughs> that's... Well, if he—I mean, him. if he genuinely knows that you that you won't, but you're saying that, I don't know. It just depends. It really depends on how the person feels. Know. I think like, we've talked about this a few times. And I swearing will. at you if you're using swear words, but like, I don't know. There's a difference. There's a difference between See, and the swear words too. I swear like a sailor. So, well, so do I sometimes. But at the same time, like, that also converts over to when I'm mad. I'm right. not going to take those words out because I'm yelling at my son. Right. They're already there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, like, swearing at him to swear at him. Right. I mean, call him a dickhead sometimes, but he's right. being a dickhead. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, you got to stop that shit. See, that I didn't even think of that, like, um, aspect well, of this. That, like, we'll think <laughs> of it through the parenting lens, too. Right. So just be, uh, like, take care of yourself with that. Like, don't be too hard on yourself. And just don't think too far into it. And just focus on you, maybe, for the just question. Just me. Okay. Yep. Just me for the question. But, right. like... Just you think about me. Yeah. Don't don't worry too much. <laughs> okay. You know. All right. Did a parent or other adult in the household often push, grab, slap, or throw something at you? Yes. Or. Or <laughs> ever hit you so hard that made marks if you were or you were injured? Yeah, I'm going. Yes. Yeah, with that too. That's two yeses. <laughs> two yeses. We're already on the wrong track. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel like the first two questions are the light ones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, get worse. they are too. How about you, Brandon? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm two for two right Two now. for two. <laughs> We're going to get it. This is fantastic. I, I want a full 100% on this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think My you first do. Test I don't. <laughs> well, you don't. But you don't. <laughs> okay. Winning is winning. I know. I pass. Did an adult or a person at least five years older than you ever... Uh, touch or fondle you or have you touch their body in a sexual way or try to try to or actually have oral anal or vaginal sex with you so I will tell you on something before anyone answers or says anything uh, that something that I count in this category for myself is um, I had a cousin who laid on top of me nothing else happened but luckily I got away because my other cousin was like get off her get off her but I think that it was headed that way and I was like very fearful and it still messes with me today and I don't share that with people but like you know he was bigger huge kid like uh, really tall kid older than me and he was laying on top of me as a little girl like not you know not letting me go so that was scary so I count that right um so yeah so it doesn't necessarily have to be like super you know so it's up to you guys if you want to answer that I'm gonna go yes on that one it's not super no. fun to throw that out there, but whatever. Unless I said these are tough. Yeah. <laughs> these are it's really going to get worse. It's yeah, that's a no for me. No for you, too, huh? Me. Fuck. I'm still turn. winning. Great. Two and one. <laughs> um, did you often feel that no one in your family loved you or thought you were important or special? Or your family didn't look out for each other, feel close to each other, or support each other? No one in your family. Okay, so... 
this is hard as well because what if half the family feels like that and half the family doesn't? Right. Yeah, that's my question with that one. But yeah. Before I didn't, I think I answered no to this one, but the first line doesn't count for me um, because I didn't feel like no one in my family loved me. Um, but the second line, your family didn't look out for each other, feel close to each other, or support each other. I feel like when I was a small child, not too much, but maybe some. So I don't know. That really just depends on how you look at that. Huh. So mm-hmm. I was a middle child, and I always yeah, nobody, nobody gave a shit about the middle. <laughs> <child>. <laughs> but right. as I as I look back, I think about it. I, I know my I know my family loved me and and yeah. and, uh, and looked out for me. But so there was a lot of times as a middle child that I just felt like like nobody gave a just shit because I was just yeah. there, you know. <laughs> like I was yeah. this abstract uh, moment line. in time. But uh, uh, I'm going to say no to that one. I feel like uh, I feel like my family was. There. I don't know. I felt like a tool. Like I was just being used to get back at everybody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I relate to you on that. Yeah. I had a similar, yeah. That sucked. Yeah. Yeah. So Messes I'm going to go with yes on that one too. Yeah. This is awesome. I want to do so well on this. <laughs> <laughs> you want to read the next one? And you didn't even study. I didn't even study. <laughs> I'm winning. All right. Number five. Yeah. Did you often feel you didn't have enough to eat, had to wear dirty clothes, and had no one to protect you? Second line, your parents were too drunk or high to take care of you or take you to the doctor if needed to needed it. So is this, okay, so now first line, is that all three? It has to be all three of them or just one no, of them? No, not necessarily. Like if you felt on a regular basis that you didn't have enough to eat, that's that's scary. No, I was, I was as a child. I mean, you we were poor, but I right. made me some you were fed. tortilla with butter and salt. Yeah. So if you're fed and you're not hungry, you're not going to school hungry day day after day, right. then you're okay. Your parents were too drunk, too high. So as a kid, that was definitely it. My, my parents did meth and they drank and all that other shit. I was drunk my first time. Sometimes like, I was three. left with a babysitter yeah. for like a week. Oh, Jesus. It's <laughs> yeah. a long fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> They're just trying to get through it, yeah. huh? Fuck. To a child. You have to think, too. To a child, this is that's scary. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I used to like, spit cigarette buds out all the time because they were always in the leftover beers where they have a party and shit like that. Yeah. I'm trying to get some drink in, too. What's up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Were your parents ever separated or divorced? Well, that's an easy one. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's a hard guess. Uh, my parents didn't get divorced until I was 28. So apparently, according to this thing, that's a no for me. Yeah, under 18. Under 18. Or, okay. Yeah. Was your mother or stepmother often pushed, grabbed, slapped, or had something thrown at her? Sometimes or often kicked, bitten, hit with a fist, or hit with something hard. There's another or. <laughs> Ever repeatedly hit over at least a few minutes or threatened with a gun or knife? Mother or stepmother, huh? No. I don't think so. Not that I saw. They were careful about it, I guess. Good. And that's a no for me. <coughs> How about you? No. No? no I don't think it's so. It's all right. We don't have to on- answer honestly either. If you don't feel like sharing anything, you don't feel like yeah. sharing anything. And you don't have so. to answer, period. That's I'm not answering. Just I'll tell you my score. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, did you live with anyone who was a problem drinker or alcoholic or who used street drugs? Like now, is this in general or that you would consider a problem? Like, like, I mean, like, like a problem so, drinker. So, 
you know, uh, uh, my parents both drank when I was a kid. My dad uh, still smokes marijuana. I don't know if he'll ever listen to this. If it, that'll piss him off, I don't know. Uh, uh, I've heard other stories. I never actually physically saw my dad uh, do any other drugs, but um, or anybody in my family. But I heard a lot of stories. I have uncles that were uh, are drug addicts, you know. But uh, like in the house. I never, I don't know that I ever saw it as a problem. Right. You know? It depends. Uh, like, well, yeah. too, like, I mean, my mom and dad were both drug addicts. And then my mom was a crazy alcoholic, like, alcohol poisoned herself within like 10 minutes. Yeah. But then after that, <clears throat> she smoked cigarettes. But, like, does that count still? You know what I mean? Later? Because she's, she's still an alcoholic. You don't give that up. Right? What but do you mean later? Does it count? Like, well, like when they weren't together anymore. If you experienced, I, I would think if you experienced any Fine. of the problems Fine. associated <laughs> with it, like like my mom, she went through a drinking phase when I was in, like, I was 16, 17. And it was a problem because she would leave the house and she'd go to the bars. And I would be home smoking weed, drinking, doing drugs with my friends. She didn't, she didn't know. She didn't care. And when she would come home, she was shit-faced drunk. And she'd be dancing and, you know, hooping and hollering and smoking weed with us and whatever. And, like, and I don't want to talk ill of my mother. I love her. We're super tight. And she is, like, wonderful, best, sweet person. She really is. I'm not just saying that. Okay. She really is. That's Brandon. She's wonderful. Oh, I love her. Um, but she did go through a phase because she had her own trauma she was dealing with and whatever issues. Um, and, you know, she would have boyfriends a lot and bring people home from the bar that was a problem because i was in a home with men who were unsafe coming home from the bar it's not working it's working we're good we're good it's working so you know things like that did they put you in right because i mean they may have not have drank as much as your mom did she passes the fuck out yeah and now there's just an awake ass dude in your house yeah that'd be scary yeah yeah Uh, depression was a household member depressed or mentally ill or did a household member attempt suicide uh, I don't I don't think so I don't know my mom uh, might have had bouts of depression I want to say uh, but there was never any I don't know there was never you know we never had anybody try to kill themselves or anything like that um, I would probably have to talk to my mom a little bit more about that before I committed to having bouts of depression I would right. say no to that I mean it wasn't something that was a constant in our house that we had to worry about that I don't feel like anyways yeah well, I've talked about this enough my mom's definitely bipolar yeah. she goes through depression anxiety fucking uh, ADHD we had a talk, an ADHD talk a little bit ago because I'm being a lot more open about it now and she's like well just when I was a kid it just wasn't really a thing they didn't diagnose it they didn't try and treat it they didn't do any of that shit yeah. so you know, I don't know how many of our parents or grandparents or whatever had to deal with this shit and just didn't know how and just had to figure it well, out. Well, I don't know about you, but when I was in school, you know, there was always the one kid that was on Ritalin, and he was a weird kid, right? And it was like everybody, everybody was like, but... I'm not that weird. Right? Was I'm like, trying. You know, like, <laughs> I don't that know. was the thing. I was a stigma when I, would, when I went to school, you yeah. know, and... and uh, well, it's funny because Ritalin... So when you have ADHD... The higher level you have, I feel like the, the more Ritalin-like works. So, like, 
I had ADHD. My my teacher, my everybody around me fucking hated me. I wouldn't shut up. I wouldn't stop moving. I always had something to say, which I, I don't think I ever stopped. But uh, they gave me Ritalin. My teacher's fucking marking me absent. She didn't even know I was there. Yeah, dude. Like, I, like I started taking Ritalin for like a week. She marked me absent three days in a row. And my dad's like, dude, I took him. What the fuck? And she's all, I don't know. She's like, like I'll check and see what's going on, but I don't think he was there. Like I, like I was that quiet. Yeah. And I had to take one in the morning, one like halfway through the day, one at lunch, like one yeah. at the afternoon. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, there was one a few different ones. I yeah. Fuck <laughs> that. Well, we, we always, we always knew who that, that person was. You know, yeah, the same did. thing is, is I went to school to get any, and the funny thing was is he had a, uh, he had a pet rat. Oh, no. And he would show up, you know, and he just, he loved this thing, and it ran around, and he was, but he did, he had to take it like four times a day, you know, yeah. the, I remember, you know, you're in the second grade, and it's always weird when the teacher comes in with, or the nurse comes in with a little pill cup, and makes sure that, you know, gives him his medicine. No, I had to leave class. Had, yeah. I had to go take that thing. <laughs> it also got to the point where she's like, you need water? And just have to throw it back down. Dude, I do this fucking all day. Well, that's like, a total misunderstanding. You know, you don't know. Yeah. You don't know anything. And especially as a kid, you're just, it's, it's a completely different. All you know is like, like this kid's annoying, right? Like you just, like you said, you just shut up and you're like, this kid needs to go. Away. Well, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I always got the either I'm fucking hilarious or just super annoying. You know, that was all I ever got. So it was like, like I was, like I was telling her the, the bullying thing. It was just easier for everyone to just hate me because I decided they get to hate me. Not because they hated me because of who I was. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I used that whole ADHD thing to my advantage. Like, I can push a button, flick a bean. I can do all that shit faster <coughs> than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's like, I tried to use it as a superpower. And I'm trying to teach, like, younger kids who have that ADHD, like, you can use that. Like, your hands, your feet, everything move faster than anybody else's. It's because your nerves are connected weird, you know? Yeah. Like... I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and, and she was like, it's crazy how fast your brain works. And I'm like, you have no fucking idea. Like, you're just saying a little part of it. Right. There's like 40 conversations going, going in in my head, plus the one we're having. Yeah. And then at, while we're having this, and every conversation's going in different directions. And now that we're talking about that, now a different one started. Right. That's why I'll just randomly start talking about shit or just completely forget what we're talking about. Just I have no fucking topic. idea. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so off topic. All right, let's hit 10. Wait, do we hit? Yep. Yeah, we nine. hit that one. We hit a good yes on that one. Did a household member go to prison? That's a hard yes. Hard copy for John. That's a hard yeah. yes. That'd be my, uh, everybody. Yeah. Everybody, all of the people. Yeah, my mom, my dad, wow. big brother, little brother. Wow. Wow. That's a lot of prison. That's a lot of prison. Not me, though. This is before you're 18. Right? Right? The black cheeks. So does that count like if you go to jail or is this like other people in the house? Well, I'm sure if you were to go, like if you were to go to um, juvenile G-G hall, yeah, you'd yeah. be, that would be, tra- that could be traumatic. Interesting. And trauma is, is funny that way too. Like these are just things they come up with that um, like probably many people are feel as trauma, but like other things can be traumatic to people that maybe aren't as much to somebody else, you know, or right. whatever. Um but yeah, I think this is probably just a good general thing. That I don't think I ever went to jail before I was 18. But I did get arrested in December on my mom's birthday of my 18th year. Yikes. And spent my 19th year in jail. 
or not the whole year, but yeah. spent my birthday in jail. So that sucked. And that she could be some young adult trauma too, if it was Ooh. traumatic. I went oh, to it jail was a couple times and it was traumatic. Yeah. Mm-mm. I'm not going back there. You <laughs> yeah. can fuck right off yeah. of that. Uh-uh. Yeah. Like, if I get in something where I've decided that I'm going to do this terrible thing mm-hmm. that I can potentially get in my jail and I get caught, I'm not going back. There's no fucking way. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the hard part. Like, you, these people think that jail is helping. Like, by what? Putting fear in people? Yeah. Like, I guarantee I will never go back to jail. Yeah. I will yeah. not. So. Now you just produced a whole new problem for you. I'm a big fuck. I've been tased quite a few times. Like, I, can, I know where to pull yeah. on those yeah. fucking shoot tasers. I mean, granted, I'll eat shit first, yeah, but I'm hoping you miss me with one. Yeah. I got one in the spine and the ass cheek at one time, oh too. Oh, ugh. Running around good. the corner, yeah. <laughs> I, did, I came around the corner, cops there, he is smiling holding this fucking taser. He's all hot. Like, he wanted me to run. I turned around, ran, pop! Just clunk, wham! Oh, no. All right. All right, yeah, you what win. are you going to do? Yeah. It's like that rock, paper, scissors shit. Like, you win, bro. Like, you <laughs> pulled out lava. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking electricity up my ass <laughs> you lava. Pulled that, you pulled that wild card out. Son of a bitch. You been tased? No. Oh, my God. I've never been tased. It ruins your whole day. Yeah. The whole day. I don't know how I mean, I, I shocked myself with my dog's shock collar. Yeah. <laughs> at least not with no. like a real taser. <laughs> no, this was a fucking pronged one. They had to have the ambulance come by before they put me in the back of the car to pull the fucking thing out the right way. It's pronged so you don't rip it out. You ever see those guys on PCP who are just like <laughs> just tearing out of their body? I'm like, oh man. Yeah, I cried like a little bitch trying to get that thing out of my ass. Dude. Not to mention it, like a good inch over, and he would have actually hit me in the spine with it, which really could have fucked me up, like ruined my whole nervous system. It's all connected by like human electricity or whatever the fuck that's called. Yeah. What is that? Do you know what that is? It's electric. Is that not a thing? Pulses. I don't know. I can't say Hmm. for sure. (laughs) I don't know. I appreciate that answer. Yeah. Rather than you trying to pull something out of your ass, I appreciate it. Yeah. I don't know a lot about a lot of things. But whatever. You know. So I'm going with an eight because uh, I'm not counting that last one. Yeah, I was gonna say like, we're is it safe, safely, safe to say we're all over a four? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I'm a two. You're a two. I'm you only had two. two on the list. I had two on the list. Wow. See, that scares the fuck now, out of me. Now a two is paired with a seven in a relationship. Well, he's the optimist. Now you're not. I'm, you know, <laughs> the pessimist. Well, the thing. So um, Andrea, we've talked about this too, and like the fact that I'm just like. I feel like I've been very vulnerable mm-hmm. trying to speak to her and, and talk to Trump, talk about trauma and shit like that. And I'm just like, you're a liar. Because she's like, nothing's really ever happened to me. And I'm like, mm, you lie. <laughs> right. You know, like, it, something's happened to everybody. That's the way you see right. the and world. So it's been really hard with yeah. the couple therapy. And yeah. I guess it's like, just some people haven't really been yeah. through that kind of shit. And I'm yeah. like, so I just went through all of it for you. And I get to keep all that, right? Yeah. So I guess it's almost the same in this relationship, mm-hmm. right? Like, I get, I got an eight, and she's got, like, probably a two. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to read through here. I didn't even think about thinking about it from her perspective, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, what was I going to say on that? Oh, uh, it was right there. I'm tired. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Something about relationships... Oh, like, Brandon, just recently I didn't realize, like, how much my you know experiences impact how I am in a relationship like so when I joined the church um 
Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, <laughs> when I joined the church, um, I was single for three years. Like, I didn't date anybody, and I was following the law of chastity. That was, like, the first time in my life I was not having sexual relations with a partner, you know? And so, like, I was a different person. Like, I was super healthy. I wasn't having a lot of issues. So weird. Then I got married. And at first I was like, okay, like, is it because, like, is it Brandon? <laughs> yes. And then, yes, you know, and then I had... Captain 2 over there. And then I had babies, and I had I was pregnant right away after we got married, and I was like, is it, you know, children? Am I... And then I started to realize, like, no, it's me in a romantic relationship. Right. Because all of my relationships before it, I'm, like, I'm a little bit damaged in that aspect. Right. Like, so it took me a couple years to realize, and I'm just now realizing, like, a lot of the way I respond to him or the, a lot of the way that I get triggered by things or a lot of, you know, my issues are from my experiences, you yeah. know, and the past relationships I've had. And then I realized I was thinking about it and I'm like, oh my gosh, every like romantic relationship I had before Brandon, I was on drugs or drinking heavily. And so that's, I always kind of blamed my issues on that too. Like, oh, I wasn't very good in relationships and I'd get really volatile, you know, because I was on drugs. No. No, like, I'm sober now, and I'm volatile. So now it's time to do the work. You know, it's like, okay, here's all my stuff. It's time to do the work. I I think that once we start looking at some of this stuff, and and, I don't know, like, two, I I might be a three maybe, I don't know, you know, like, looking at some of this stuff. But I'd like to see, I'd like to see something that comes out, like, after you're 18, right? Because there's a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff in my life, like, this sounds great, right? But... I graduated high school and was left to my own demise, and I was a fucking idiot, man. I did a lot of really stupid shit. Put myself in a lot of positions that weren't, you know, in a lot of unhealthy relationships, too. So I know that I and carry then, a lot of that and baggage. And how hard are your two or three things actually impacting your life? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because you may have two or three things, and, and other people have more, but, like, maybe those things are seriously contributing to how you're living your life right now. That's a yeah. very Or where it was, or whatever, you know? 100%. I, and I, I think, like, I can guarantee you, like, those two things on that list are affecting me as a parent, too, as a dad. Because they're translating into uh, how, I, how I parent my kids. And I have to, I have to actively try, you know, uh, at recognizing. But up until this point, you know, up until, like, like actually learning about some of this stuff, uh, I was probably the biggest, I was probably the biggest, like, arrogant prick there was like oh there's nothing wrong i don't need to face nothing right you know it's like none of this shit it doesn't matter (laughs) suck it up and stop being a pussy right (laughs) (laughs) changing and growing and like yeah like because i was i was the guy that would be driving down the road i'd be smoking the cigarette eating the cheeseburger playing with the radio shifting gears talking on the cell phone yelling at the guy next to me for driving like an asshole, right? And it's like, wait a second, man. Something I, you know, you, you got to start, like, like, start looking in the mirror going, okay, you know, the, the world isn't shitty, as shitty as I think it is. Maybe, I, maybe I'm just being a little bit of a, you know, a jerk. That, that saying right there, looking in the mirror, that is so fucking hard, man. It is hard to see you do. It really is hard to see you do. Especially when you carry a lot of pride yeah. and arrogance. You don't want to. And I'm a very prideful person. Yeah. Well, it's hard to be like, you know, quacks like a, that whole quacks like a duck. Looks like a duck. It's probably a fucking duck. But you're like, nah, it's definitely an eagle. 
You know, but everybody tells you all around you like maybe you need help with this or that or whatever. But like, yeah, like, nah, I got it. Yeah, <laughs> right. So it's kind of crazy. This this whole like the couples therapy, man. I wish we did this years ago because this has been insane. You know, I mean, because it's just it's really just because. I've been through therapy for a long time. I got an eight, right? I haven't not tried to deal with some of this shit. And actually, in school, therapy was necessary for me to attend for some of it, for reasons. But, but um, so I've been through that shit, right? And I feel like I know how to take a step back and look in the mirror. It's hard to do. And sometimes, even though I know how to do it, I don't want to, yeah. right? Like, I don't want to deal with some of this shit. Like, some of the stuff that just sits in the back of my mind, and I think about, like, you're scared all the time. Well, look, why am I fucking walking around like I need to kill anything that comes near my family, yeah. you know? Like, like, and I'm not talking slowly either, or quickly. I, I want to do it slowly, you know? Like, and I just get in my own brain about, I would murder this person like this, you know? Like, just nice and slow, wait till they stop breathing, and then just watch the light leave their eyes, you know? That's, like, dark, buddy. that's what I'm saying! And I'm just like, everyone probably thinks like that, and I'm like... Well, that's interesting, the perspective, like, based on, I don't know, maybe your position as a man versus woman, but not even that, just, like, your body, your, you know, your your strength level and all that, like you said earlier, versus me. So I'm, like, scared all the time, but you're, like, looking for, you know, you're, like, bring it on. It's also changed because of it. Yeah. You know, like, I, like, I was, like, seven, eight years ago, I was 300 pounds of no muscle. Yeah. That's a big fucking dude. I may have talked a lot of shit, and I'll fight anybody still, but I was scared, yeah. you know? Like, I got my ass beat quite a bit back then, because it's just, you're a big fat fuck. Like, I couldn't even, if you knock me over, it takes me a minute to get up. And most people, if you're gonna, like, fighting them in the middle of the street, they're not going to give you that minute. Right. So now I'm on my back, like, trying to hope they just jump on me, you know? So we can, we can handle it here, and I can roll over on you, you know? Like, I don't know. <laughs> But I've had to develop this whole... Mentality. Right. This whole mentality of, of like, being strong. And and it actually made me nervous the first couple times people were like, well, you know, you're you're kind of intimidating. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, me? Like, how? The fuck are you even talking about? And now everybody's like, you're a pretty big fucking guy. Like, not to mention I do all this other shit I do, right? I mean, I wouldn't want to be in a room with me. I would love to be in a room with me. (laughs) (laughs) So I would be in a room. Just beat the shit out of me constantly. <laughs> I'd win. It'd be great. Um, anyways, but you know, it's just it, it took so much time. That's why I'm saying, like, yeah. like for people who, if you're constantly scared, mm-hmm. you need that feeling of just like I, I. Next time you get gas and you have this feeling, like, say you're like a blue belt in jujitsu, yeah. you should look at this guy and think, I cannot wait for you to misinterpret this situation. Right you're the one who should be scared right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's just such a feeling of power. I like it. But And exercise helps the trauma brain. It says it in here, like, and I, I believe it, like, regular exercise helps that. Well, and it, it really does. I mean, because I don't know how many times, I, I tell them all the time when, I, when we squat, they're like, how do you, what do you say to yourself to amp yourself up? I'm like, you don't want to hear what I say to me, you know? Because <laughs> my biggest thing, especially with squats, I'm like, kill me. Do it if you can, yeah. you know, like fucking try it. Like that's, like I'm talking to the weights in my own brain, just like, I hope you kill me. And then we go and I went, I'm like, put it back, we're like, 
bitch. You know, like, like <laughs> yeah. Next time we'll add more weight and see if you, see what you got. You Make know? you a little stronger. Yeah, I'm helping. I'm really. I don't lift more weights. I'm hoping the weights get a better chance. Is what I'm no. doing. I'm just hoping one day I die under there and you guys put more weights on and call the cops. <laughs> you know, like, that's where I'm at with it. But, yeah, so it's a good little thing there. Yeah. Yeah. What are some other, uh, what are some other tendencies that we can do to deal with, with issues or, like, uh, ways to recognize when we're being affected by the trauma in our lives is there ways to is there ways to recognize that ways to kind of circumvent it um yeah does that make sense that's a really good thing to bring up Uh, you're kind of talking about resilience like how um you know how can we meet those adverse experiences and like overcome them um i don't know personally i feel like recognizing that you've been triggered is a huge one because if you don't recognize it then you can't do anything about it because it's not a something to you at that point, right? So if you're like arguing, a big one, like when we're arguing, I can immediate, immediately tell when I'm triggered because I'm like starting to get loud and I'm starting to get pretty hostile and I'm wanting to throw daggers and you know, and I'm feeling that emotional response. So like it's suggested that you walk away while you're flooding, it's called flooding, like emotional flooding. Um, and you give yourself like 20 to 30 minutes, but I still have not mastered that. Well, I hear that works <laughs> until the other person follows you around. Yeah, and that's me <laughs> following him around. I'm pretty like, good at <laughs> Like, he, he can disengage, and he's just yeah. like, F you for the next seven days. And I'm like, that is torture well, I can't to do me. That for that long. Oh, he can't. That's like, impressive. like seven, seven days, like, we're living in this, and he's just like, get the fuck away from me. And I'm just like, I gotta do something. Like I gotta do something. And my brain's going like, do something, do something, do something. You know. And I'm just like, I can't get off it. Um, so neither way is healthy. By the way, I don't. I don't feel like well, anyways. Disengaging for seven days is probably okay, not appropriate. Yeah. Like, you know, like maybe, sure. Maybe but like disengaging immediately, and kind of coming back ten minutes yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like like there's a lot of work that can be done on both sides. She 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 talking a lot about how you know how she's handling it and and and, uh, and doing things it, and it, I need to recognize in a lot of those instances too like what I need to do to because well, I feel like at that point those. it's you knowing how much that fucking bugs her right 100% that's exactly yeah. what it is 100% like I can I, I can I can like like just like she said just completely disengage and then it drives her nuts and then the longer For it days. goes then it drives her more nuts and then I kind of feel like I'm getting, you know... You're winning or something? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, he is. I mean, he's essentially winning because I'm Which is really fucked up. I, I should be... Right. That's, like, that's not right. I, well, I recognize yeah. that's yeah. not The thing is, too, right. is I, don't, I think you don't quite understand, like... Like, I'm assuming our brains probably work a little similar to where, like, I will go into my own head mm-hmm. and think of, like, all these different scenarios, yeah. all the ways to fix it, all the ways to go wrong. Mm-hmm. And so the longer I'm left in my own fucking brain... The worst this is getting for everybody. Oh, yeah. It's getting dirty. It's like a bedroom, yeah. and there's clothes being thrown all around. And the, How about it's clothes? The I do everything. I'm whatever. A big fight. I'll I, throw I am the, the kind of person <laughs> yeah. that does have to sort it out for in my head. Right. right. You know, like, I can't, I can't, I can't process the information fast enough to immediately come to a solution. Right. 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 And I think that's a big difference, too. It's like, I have to work the shit out in my head before I can even begin to figure out. And, and, 
make amends with what's going on, right? And try and understand it and make it, you know, justify it and, and, so and figure out how... So while he's processing, I'm damaging it more. Sorry. So that's where, then that's where it comes from. I think that, that that push is like, okay, continuing to get pushed, then the, the farther I get pushed, you know, the longer I want to I ride that wave because I'm just like, F this, you know? Right. I'm not, nobody's going to force me to figure this out right now. I can't do that. I don't have the mental capacity to do that. Uh, well, I think one of the best best ways of explaining it that I've seen so far was a TikTok video of this guy and a girl going on a, on a road trip. And she's like, oh, look how quiet and, and focused he is. And he's just driving. And then she's like, ten minutes later, why does he hate me? He hasn't spoken to me in five minutes. I can't believe this. Like, And she's just going through her own fucking head. Of what, and he's just sitting there in, in, in his brain. He's going, do, 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 do. Dude, dude. And she is flipping the fuck out. And I was just laughing so hard because, yeah, dude, I was sit there and just, yeah, dude. Well, so there's a, a video that goes on that a guy talks about uh, the difference between men's and women's brains. And you, you have to look it up. And he talks about the boxes, right? right. And, he, and he talks about how men have the boxes that are very compartmentalized. And, like, when they're working on the car, they go to that specific box in their brain. They pull it out. They work on the car. And, and they package everything back nice and neat in the box. They put it back. And, uh, and men like to spend time in their nothing box they have a box that has nothing in it right Right. we can just sit and and we can play golf we can fish we can watch mindless sports and we just like to spend time in this nothing box and i felt like that really described me to a t right like there's this this point where everything else is going on and then when i'm done and i put everything away i just want to hang out in that little box right for for a little bit Sometimes I want to be there for too long, and, and somebody's got to shake me out of it. But but then it's like you know, then it goes to the woman's brain and talks about it's just this, this jumbled ball of wire that's just firing in every direction, and and, and it was just it was really funny the way that it was all put together. But uh, um, I felt like you know that nothing box was really was half of my brain off. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely I could stare at the wall for like ten minutes, yeah. you know, and just just stare. But the problem is, is that mine's not doing that nothing box. Yeah. You know, like, I don't that's, have a nothing box. That's an ADHD. <laughs> right. I have, I have a box full of all the questions <laughs> that no one's ever thought of the answer You're, to. That, that nothing <laughs> box is full of, is full of tangled up Christmas lights, right? Right. You're trying to find Absolutely. the bulb that doesn't work. Yeah. Why doesn't this Why doesn't this whole wire work? Well, we got to go figure out the bulb that's not working. <laughs> look at the and then we find it, we put it back in, now it's blinking. Why the fuck is this section <laughs> blinking? You know, like, what is happening? A little bit off. Right. Or you plug it in, you're like, this is a white bulb. These are colored bulbs. I'm confused, right? It's just, <laughs> god damn. And it goes down a whole different rabbit hole. <laughs> but, no, it's good to, to understand that. You know, I just feel like, especially with this podcast, it's good to kind of reach out and everybody's got issues. Maybe some not as, as much as other people, but that doesn't mean they don't affect them harder than other people because I could have like an eight and you do have that three but those three things may affect you harder than all eight of mine do you know so it just I feel like it's just a good wake up call that everybody not just women because mostly women are, are the ones who are always told to think about that kind of shit men's mental health isn't really looked at a lot but um, I feel like we need to just take a step back go see a therapist if you can get through let's say three therapy sessions of single person therapy sessions without figuring out some shit then stop after that that's fine you know because I mean maybe there's just nothing you really need to deal with but to be fair if you're actually there to begin with you probably have something you need to deal with anyways but get a professional's help because this is fucking nuts me trying to talk to my wife doesn't work this couples therapy thing sometimes it's always good to just have that medium person that's not involved in anything 
and that outside perspective shit, you know? So, yeah. I would add, too, to, to understand that everybody's level of trauma is perspective-based, and your right. perspective of what they're going through is not their perspective. And you should you should recognize and understand that what you might think is something small and insignificant could be the world to that person. Right. So uh, I think that that would help us understand each other a lot better, too. Because it could be that one word that literally right. just ruins their whole fucking day. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, anything else you got? No, I think that's no. it's good. It's a good one. Well, maybe we'll have you come back on here eventually and have you think a little bit more through it, you know, and see what else you want to add if you do. Because um, the more experience you have, the more you're going to have to add, yeah. you know. Um, I know you're working with, uh, they're foster kids, right? Is that mm-hmm. what they call them? Okay. Uh, you're probably going to have quite a few stories. And again, we had talked about it before. It's very vague. We don't need names or any specific instances or anything like that. But your professional opinion on a lot of this is definitely going to be helpful. Yeah. You know, because a lot of people, especially due to, I mean, think about the guy who's listening to this podcast sees that fucking logo on the front. You know what I mean? He's probably not thinking too much about his his mental health. Right. Right? He's like, I go to the gym. That's good. That's me, my, me and the metal handle this shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, dude. Get a professional in there. It's the same thing as if you were talking, like, if you want to become a better athlete, you're going to go see a coach. Someone who knows how to deal with the issues you're dealing with, knows how to fix them and, and get you to progress. Right. Not doing that with your own mind and trauma and, and just your brain in general just sounds dumb to me. It doesn't make any sense. You want to become the best absolute human being you can be if you're human and then just keep working on it from there yeah. so anyways I like it anyone got shout outs I do oh <laughs> did I she beat you I got a shout out too oh yeah. shit so. let's hear it okay, you want me to go either uh, way I, I want to shout out all of the amazing cooks this weekend or this week Thursday happy Thanksgiving to everybody yeah uh, happy belated Thanksgiving I want to shout out to everybody who busted their ass in the kitchen Helped out, did their thing. Hope you guys all had fun and ate tons of food and just had a blast and spent time with family and loved ones, friends, whatever, uh, their family too. Um, yeah, shout out to everybody who made that happen, put it together. Thanks. Cool. Uh, I have a shout out to Brandon's mom because she has been listening to the podcast. Uh-oh. So before we started this, I was thinking, I oh, I shouted out your mom. You did not, but I am, so. Oh, she beat uh, you to it. Yeah, so Brandon's mom is awesome. She pulled off an awesome meal. She did, she did. everything. Well, technically, she was included in my shout out. So maybe yeah, so she was. Mom, yep. if you're listening, I love you. And maybe that's where it was really getting to, right. was um, his mom, because she did everything. And she, uh, we stayed there for a week, and she's a wonderful Grammy, and she loves the kids a lot, and we love her. Nice. That's good. You got one? No. No. I just suck. Chill <laughs> <laughs> out, dude. You're funny. Yeah, just kidding. Um, so mine was, I don't even know her name. There was like a... Oh. Baby's getting a little restless. But, um, oh. so I don't even know her name, but she was one-legging. She has one leg, and she was doing the uh, overhead push press. But it was the Olympic one. What the fuck is that called? Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the power clean. Power clean. Right, so she's power clean. Jerk or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, not the one that goes straight above over your head. So she's having to pull it from the ground up to her hips, pop it on her, on her waist, and she's got one fucking leg. 
And she oh. tries like six fucking times to get this thing off her chest. It's just hard because you have to... Yeah. She's using her other leg for balance, right? But at the same time, that, that leg that she's using for balance has no power. So she has to shift really hard and like, like get the bar perfectly on her on her chest to pop this thing up. I was just stoked she got it. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't remember if I could... I think I've seen it. that too. Yeah. Anybody who follows a bunch of weightlifting shit seen that lady this week. She was, she was all over the fucking yeah. place. And, I think it was like the CrossFit Games or some shit. Yeah, something like that. But, yeah, so, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, this is Tyler Toby Townsend. This is John. Crystal. Brandon. Sweet. All right. Um, take a look at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and I will have more stupid fucking crazy questions next week. I forgot this week. <laughs>